This is Reset. I'm Susie on in for Sasha Ann Simons. Before the break, we dug into a scam that's on the rise right now, check washing. That's when thieves steal your mailed check, change the details, and cash it themselves. But check washing is just one of many ways that people could be scammed right now. So what should you be watching out for, and how can you protect yourself? We're joined on the line by Steve Burness, president at the Better Business Bureau of Chicago in Northern Illinois. Steve, thanks for being on Reset. My pleasure. Thank you for having me today. Also on the line is Jim Chilson, Managing Communications Director at the Citizens Utility Board. Jim, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. So to start, tell us about how each of your organizations help protect people. Uh, We'll start with you, Steve. Well, thank you so much. Yes, the Better Business Bureau has uh, started in the early 1900s to educate and protect consumers and businesses. So we first started out as a Better Advertising Bureau and then soon changed into the Better Business Bureau Helping Consumers. So we're a nonprofit organization that helps consumers uh, with their buying decision in the marketplace. We hope consumers come to us first to check out a company ahead of time. And we're also a referral agency. We can refer consumers to businesses that they can trust. And we also take complaints against businesses. We processed almost 50,000 complaints last year in Chicago and Northern Illinois uh, to the satisfaction about 87% of our satisfaction of the consumers. So, and then our reports are based upon the number of uh, the complaints we receive. So they we grade companies from A plus to F, and uh, we give this information to consumers before they do business with the company to see if they would want to do business with that company or not. Yeah. All right, Jim. How about for our Citizens Utility Board? Yeah. Thanks a lot. Well, the Citizens Utility Board opened its doors in 1984, and we were uh, created by the Illinois legislature, but we are a nonprofit, nonpartisan consumer watchdog group, and our mission is to just help people cut their utility bills. And years ago, that included landline telephone service. Uh, These days, we can do a lot to help people cut their energy bills, their electricity and natural gas bills, which people really need right now. But we um, have gotten so many questions from consumers, particularly seniors, about what they can do about their telecom bills in this new day and age and how they can prevent scams. Mm -hmm. We do hundreds of events across the state of Illinois, and we get so many questions about that that we've created a library of publications. We have a really good guide called uh, Cubs Guide to Fighting Robocalls about how you can find, you know, uh, cheap ways, affordable ways uh, to uh, prevent uh, getting robocalls, but also just we try to put out warnings for consumers. We're going to put out an e-newsletter tomorrow that warns people about uh, popular scams that are out there right now. Well, sticking with that, uh, what are some common scams each of you are seeing right now that people should be aware of? Uh, Jim, you mentioned the letter. Let's let's start with you. Yeah, thank you. So uh, one of the big ones uh, that uh, there have been some warnings about is the utility imposter scam. This actually takes a number of different uh, variations. There's uh, imposters from the IRS, uh, for the Social Security Administration, uh, you know, tech support imposters. But uh, we've been warning consumers about utility uh, imposters. Those are people who call you up or maybe they'll send you an email or a text and they'll say it's always, you know, this, you know, emergency that you're going to get your utilities shut off unless you go and, uh, you know, get a prepaid uh, uh um, you know, some type of prepaid card or a gift card to pay off your bill to keep your lights on. Well, obviously, the utility doesn't reach out to consumers like that. They will find different ways. They'll send you a letter if they're uh, if they're concerned about uh, your bill. And you should never, ever give out any personal information over the phone 
or trust anybody that says they're going to shut your utilities off if you don't get a go out and get a gift card to to send to them. Yeah. So uh, that's been a big one, a big concern of ours is the imposter scams. Another one that's that's been going around is this tech support scam, which uh, uh, somebody will contact you. They'll say that they're um, part of tech support. And they'll um, give you a big warning that, you know, you, you've been hacked and that we need to uh, you need to give us some information or click on a link uh, to, in order to, uh, to help us uh, uh, protect your information. Well, obviously, mm-hmm. that's also uh, a big scam. And, you know, the number one rule is if you get an email or a text or a phone call that's that's asking for personal information, asking you to uh, to click on a link, don't ever do it. Don't ever do it. Delete that yeah. email. Don't engage. Uh, hang up. And if you're really concerned that somebody's trying to reach you, somebody official like the IRS, like the Secretary of State, mm-hmm. call that organization. Google it on your own. Don't don't uh, take any number that they give you. Google it on your own and call them up and see if there is any problem with uh, your standing mm-hmm. with them. Steve, what about you? What types of scams are you seeing that we should be watching out for? Well, as you mentioned, the weather has been changing recently, so we're seeing an increase in home remodeler scams. Wow. Uh, that's where an organization or entity or an individual claims that they're a good business or a legitimate business, uh, when in essence they're not. Uh, they take deposits, steal the money, don't come back, or start a project and never finish. And I think the important thing on that one is to do the research on the organization especially if they come door-to-door because you still hear about those door-to-door scams where I happen to be down the street or Mm -hmm. I'm working at Sue's house or Sam's house and I have extra material. It's really you never want to just assign a contract or do business with somebody who appears at your door because you still need two or three bids to see if they're legitimate or not. And that's what we want consumers to do is to research on a business and make sure they're a legitimate business and licensed and insured. And you can come to the Better Business Bureau for a listing of accredited businesses. You know, we give them that BBB seal, which is a sign of a better business, as you know. And mm-hmm. technically, we're seeing as we're increasing, to- as we're getting towards the holiday season, we're always going to have those charity uh, scams where uh, organizations, individuals, uh, we'll say that they're actually a charity when actually they're not. They, they want to steal your credit card information or they want to steal your identity in some way. Uh, there's a lot of great charities out there. They'll want your money today. They'll want your money tomorrow, next year. So make sure all your questions are answered and that you uh, reach out to the charity. Make sure it is a legitimate charity and do some uh, background check on them and get some information in the mail from them because the scammer is going to want your money uh, mm-hmm. Now, immediately, a good charity will want your money today, tomorrow, or the next day. Yeah. And the other, th- and the other thing I have to you know, agree with, Jim, the imposter scam, well, we're seeing that largely all across the country, all across North America. Uh, we're seeing this big problem. It's somebody calling you out of the blue, like Jim mentioned, and they, have, they need some information from your Social Security number. And I think the key to this uh, is that they, uh, they manipulate the caller ID. So you think you're actually calling, uh, the organization's calling you is, is XYZ when it, it may not be because they have that program to change the color Ooh, ID or yeah. alter it. And if anybody wants you to do anything in 30 minutes or less, that's the uh, tip off to the ripoff, as we like to say. Wow. So definitely do your research. Um, but let's let's talk about, um, you know, some more of these red flags. Uh, you know, you, you talk about um, the links, um, you know, the urgency to do something to, to give um, your information quickly. You know, I've gotten all sorts of emails 
saying that I need to change my password right away or I'm going to get locked out of an account. Um, What other signs should people be aware of? Well, I think I'm sure Steve will be able to talk to this too, but I think if you take a breath, we always just tell people, and I have to learn this lesson too, take a breath, take a step back and read the email carefully. If you're seeing an email with, you know, punctuation errors, with (laughs) grammar errors, you know, spelling mistakes, that is a huge red flag. And I would say any email you get, any text you get that says there, this is an urgent problem. You need to deal with it now. You need to give us personal information, give us money or uh, click on this link. You should never, never trust it. I just think people are so stressed right now about rising costs Mm -hmm. that this is such a, uh, it's such fertile ground for ripoffs. And I'm glad Steve mentioned the holidays, the holidays coming up. That's a big one for online shopping scams but also even the election uh, coming yeah. up. You know, I think two years ago, there were some horrible uh, uh, phone calls that were going out, robocalls that were going out, giving people bad information that if they voted by mail, you know, that would compromise their private information. And that is just not true. So anytime, trust your gut, anytime you get any type of urgent email like that or something is questionable, always go to the source yourself. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, there are so many ways bad actors can deceive and attack us. You know, we've talked about the phone calls, the emails, text messages. Um, Steve, break down how different types of attacks happen via different mediums. Well, there's different, all different ways that the scammer can get to you. In the old days, it was just the mail or giving you a call. Today, there's any type of social media sites, any type of websites that you're actually on. You know, something Jim mentioned, there's a lot of fake websites out there. So you're actually thinking you're dealing with an organization. You go to the, you know, you may look on Google and pick the first uh, selection. That could just be an advertisement. Mm, yeah. makes it look like it's the company. So you have to be very careful on that. And I think uh, the key to this is unconventional payment methods. That is a warning sign. So if a company is not going to ask you to pay by cryptocurrency or right. gift cards or things of that nature, use your credit card. That's your safest protection. They actually have better protection than you do a debit card because if you're finding a debit card uh, you know, issue, they hold the money in your account. You can't spend it or utilize it, so your money's kind of locked up. In a credit card, they allow you to use your money and the credit while your thing's being investigated. So any type of, you know, calls asking you for information, it's getting to the point where the Better Business Bureau recommends you not answer your phone calls, let it go to voicemail, and now don't click on any emails, as Jim mentioned. Uh, if you think it's a company, an email from a company, call the company directly. Uh, when you click on those links, you can actually go to a site that has malware and spam, and, and we've seen that many times at the Better Business Bureau where consumers get involved in these scams and malware where it locks up the computer and, mm-hmm. and it works until you pay the ransom. And if you remember about three or four years ago, that police station in the south suburbs of Chicago had to pay the ransom wow. where yeah. because they got involved in it. So if a police station has to pay it, you will too. So stay away from those types of fake websites. Yeah, for sure. And I definitely do not answer the phone if I don't recognize the number. Um, well, let's let's talk about social engineering. Um, Steve, what is that? How does it work? And um, how can you tell if you're being social engineered? Well, social engineering, it means a lot of things to different people. Basically, what it does is basically it's manipulating, uh, you know, attempt to um, tell you that you are part of a website or that you are involved in a website, you know, and you're not for fraudulent purposes. So it's really manipulates the individuals and 
trying to get information from them or personal information that they may be used for fraudulent purposes. So it's really the scammer taking advantage of you, changing, like Jim said, the emails around, make it look like they're a well-known organization, uh, when they really just strictly want to get information from you. And a lot of these times they come out of phishing attacks mm-hmm. where, you know, where you basically get an email and you click on that link and then it try, then it asks you for more information. But they really social engineer those types of emails and those links to make it look like you're dealing with a Fortune 500 company. And, and as Jim said, Jim said, you mentioned look at the, those emails and see where they're actually coming from. An email from a, a major company is not coming from gmail.com. Right. And yep. so many consumers don't look at that information. And it's getting to a point, don't answer emails. Look yeah. at it. If you yeah. think it's a legitimate source, call them up. Or, or go through the website directly because social engineering and manipulation of websites and data is increasing. And I've been doing this for 35 years, as I said earlier, and I've never seen scams at so much, uh, such a high level, and especially since the pandemic with fake websites because everybody's going online now as opposed to the old brick-and-mortar days. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, you know, being online, what, um, what can folks do to protect themselves online? Uh, Jim? Well, I think uh, and one other thing that people should look out for is uh, pop-ups. Yeah. A lot of times you can get pop-ups that will say you've been hacked and things like that. Same situation. Just don't click on links. I think that is, uh, you know, there's there's two big rules. Is Well, maybe three big rules. Is just take a breath. Um, don't click on any links. And always verify the source. You can always, on your own, verify the source. You know, if somebody calls you up and says they're tech support, if somebody reaches you through, um, you know, through a pop-up or through an email, they just, they're not going to do that normally. A legitimate company is not going to do that. And so always verify the source yourself. And then, um, and then of course, uh, you know, for your email accounts and social media accounts to make sure that you've got a a good password um, and that you're not reusing the same password on all of your accounts, right? Absolutely. We've got, um, yeah, we've got a, a, we put out a privacy guide a few years ago and that was one of the first tips we gave people. It was geared towards seniors is, is to, you know, make sure that you are, you are using, you know, strong passwords. We gave guidance on, you know, how to, um, how to get to those strong passwords and also where you store those passwords is important. You know, you, they actually, uh, you know, recommended that, that, you know, you have a, you have a document somewhere or a paper that's kept, you know, that a physical piece of paper is some type of booklet where you keep uh, those those passwords to protect yourself because putting them on online, they're also vulnerable to getting hacked. Well, you know, my, my parents had um, a very complicated password for their Wi-Fi and they wrote it on the back of a box somewhere and I laughed oh, no. at that. But you know what? That sounds like the way to go. Um, well, as as we wrap up here, you know, th- these are online scams, but of course, people get scammed offline. We were just talking about that uh, check washing scam. Um, what steps should people be taking in the real world to better keep themselves safe? I can well, I think go ahead, Steve. Thing to, uh, thank you. The most important thing I think the consumers need to do is to do the research on the organization or individual and check out the scams ahead of time. You know, like Cub has so much information. The Better Business Bureau has so much information ahead of time. And I think my biggest frustration in my 35-year career has been from consumers who do the research after 
about the individual or business or the, the uh, scam they're involved in. They do all the research after they've been scammed to realize they've been scammed. So call the Better Business Bureau. Call Cub first, you know, to find information about the organization. The BBBs also refer latencies, so we can refer you to businesses that you can trust and that we vetted and they're accredited by the BBB. So if you need a roofer, you need a heating contractor, you can come to us first, but the most important thing is you do have a complaint to come forward to complain, do it loudly. The squeaky wheel always gets the oil and do the research on the company. It's so important. That's Steve Burnus, president of the Better Business Bureau of Chicago and Northern Illinois, and Jim Chilson, communications director at the Citizens Utility Board. Steve, Jim, thanks for checking in with us.